Sponsored by DJ Event Planner Electra Voice DJ Trivia and DJ Bingo ProX Direct NLFX Pro Promo Only Odyssey Cases Perfect Portals JMOZ Lighting Instant DJ Requests And our DJ and TV Insiders this is John Young from DJN TV. Thanks for watching. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hanging with Howie. I have my, and this is for Brian, my road dogs with me tonight. Do a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody here already. And sponsored by Red Bull. Sponsored by Red Bull, yeah. And Tito. Breakfast of Champions. And, well, and I've seen you drink it at night, too. Yeah. My wife said, quit that stuff, dude. Yeah. Quit it. It's bad for you. Well, <laughs> As he um, I, I was waffling between um, whether or not I should, you know, um, retire, you know, um, when I hit 70. And I just saw my doctor and she gave me a pretty neat piece of advice as well as Brian did uh, this past week. And she said, don't retire. Uh, you know, you're, everything came back just fine. I don't take medication except for that radiation stuff I had. And um, she said, what happens is people that retire from something they love and then they have nothing to do. They don't last long. So she said, I'd recommend you don't retire. And uh, Brian gave me some great advice about, you know, pairing down with the smaller system and so forth like that, which I can do. And so I'm going to uh, start with Brian. Brian, what was your advice to me? Um, because it's difficult to get help these days. Well, I had the same problem when, you know, what happened to me happened to me in, in 2011. And I mean, I had some really good pals that wanted to jump in and help. But, well, let's be honest, these guys, you know, had careers and, and lives and things. So I wasn't particularly a priority. I found that the stress of these people perhaps not showing up on time or being a little late or mm -hmm. what was really bad for me. I mean, that was terrible. I mean, it was always totally in control of my world, you know, mm -hmm. as, as a DJ. And then when I got to rely on somebody else and the bar fight they got in the night before, or the breakup they had with their girlfriend or emergency right. with the kid thing. I, now what? I was in a situation where I had to scramble to find somebody. I mean, I, I was hours away from the gig. I had to find somebody to go with me, to help me. 
So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people gave me a lot of advice on social media when I would, you know, hey, here's my problem. What do I do? Uh, something they didn't say was, hey, let's let's design a system that you can handle yourself so you don't have to worry about this. So, I mean, I did that. And uh, despite people telling me that it wasn't possible, I did it. Right. And it costs money. Right. Okay. And I operated at a loss for a minute, but mm-hmm. I stayed in the game. That's right. what I had to do. But I think I'll just quickly say I can expand on that later if you have any questions on, on exactly how I did it. But what I will say is I think the, the first step is you have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't really want to do it, it's okay. It's okay that you're done. If you're done, you can always find excuses not to do things. You can always find excuses to do things. If you've got more excuses to do things than not to do things, then you should consider that anything is possible. You just have to go out there and and, and figure it out. And there's not always a clear roadmap as to how to do this. But I think now more than ever, it's, it's easier with the gear that's out there available to you. And there are people out there who have done it since and can help you if there's something you really want to do. But that's the first step. You gotta want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I today there was a huge thread on one of the groups like idea sharing or something like that, where there were guys in their 30s retiring because they can't. <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. I think we've all been doing it for more than 30 years total, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, and then but the majority of them were getting out anywhere um starting at age 40 or 50. Yeah. Be, oh, if I make it to 50, I'm out. And I'm like, whoa, I'm I'm gonna be 20 years past them guys. And you know, some of us here are not too far off. Um, but uh let yeah, me give you I, a little that. Go ahead, Eric. Well, I was going to say, you know, I look at things a little bit differently. I'm 55. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this. My first gig was uh, right out of college. So that puts me at 20. The knowledge that we've gained that we have in our in our noggins is 20 years deeper than people that are 30 years old getting out of the game, 40 years old getting out of the game. If you're to jump in this thing right now in the last 10 years with the advent of iPhones, iPods, Pandora, streaming services, Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ballgame out there. Um, you know, and, and somebody asked me the other day what the most difficult part of DJing is, aside from carrying things and the physical labor of it, is the mm-hmm. fact that kids now, people now, have the ability to quickly skip through a song. And I and I feel like they only listen to maybe to the first bridge and the bridge and then they're out. You know, so that's changed the game of how we have to do things. And our programming, I think, is different. I know that in the last few years I've changed the way I do things. You know, I mean, what do you guys say? I think it depends on your audience. You know? Yeah. I noticed that, that you too, did, right? I yeah. noticed that you did the TikTok uh, type videos up in Lake Placid, and that went over pretty well. Yeah. You know, and with the TikTok, I mean, the kids are, their attention span seems to be so much shorter. They aren't mm-hmm. tolerant of, well, I guess it's always been the same way. You know, they're not tolerant of introducing new music to them. I love to introduce new songs. But kids these days, I find, instead of giving me that 15, 20 seconds of a song to give it a chance, boom, they're out. Because 
normally if they're on the on Pandora and they don't like a song, oh, quickly, <laughs> quickly the thumb down there to the next song. But I'm like, hey, hang on, this is good. Just give it a second. Let's get into this, you know. And yeah. ah, there they go. Well, I, I think I, we're lucky that there's always going to be a crowd for us to work. I, I yeah. don't think it's getting out of the game. I think it's right. picking your crowd. Yes. Like don't don't sign up to do a high school prom. But that's right. not you where you right. are. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, but you've also got avenues now. And I, I think it, to what Eric said, you know, Twitch to me is a perfect example. You know what I don't see on Twitch? Young DJs. I don't see 20-year-old yep. DJs on Twitch. I really don't. Yeah. I see 40, 50, 60-year-old DJs on Twitch killing it. And I see them expressing themselves mm -hmm. with a theme with mm -hmm. no real audience per se. As you know, Brian said, there is no per se an audience in front of you. There's people in a chat who you may or may not know. But you have to go out and subscribe a playlist and a mood and an atmosphere. That's not something a 20-year-old is comfortable doing. So I right. think the advantages of being an older DJ... I, I I think they're always going to be on our side and not against us. Yeah, the gear is heavy. You can answer that. Sure. Yeah, there's parties that you're not going to fit in anymore or that you don't want to fit into regardless. I know 21-year-olds right. that won't do high school events. So, yeah. you know, I think you pick and choose where mm -hmm. you work. I think it only allows you to expand upon who you are as a DJ. I don't think it stifles you. If anything, it allows for growth. It's funny you say that, Jay. I'm just... I've thought about this before, and I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it publicly, but I didn't like doing schools when I was in school. I mean, yeah. I just didn't want to play to that crowd. Right. And yeah, I, I wanted to do something very different than that. I mean, that's that's the artist in me. And also knowing what I'm capable of and what I'm going to excel at. So I, I knew I would excel playing to folks older than myself. I knew that I would do well with that. And I'm, I'm at the time older than me. We're talking about mid-20s. You know, when I was a teenager, that was my audience because I was a little more, you know, I was less mainstream and a little more what's next or I was trying to be. And right. I, yeah, the, the high schoolers, high schoolers are followers, man. I mean, they're just, you know, hey, this is what you're supposed to like. And you're either this tribe yeah. or this tribe or this tribe. I, I was not interested in it when I was in school, let alone now. Right. So you got to know your audience. Well, and yeah. that's always been my argument when people talk about hiring a DJ. I said, if, you know. You judge a DJ, the specifics of judgment become really skewed. If you go to a club that's doing Disco Thursday, and they have three DJs, and they all play disco all night, when you leave and I say, how was the club? You say, oh, we had a blast, man. What, what was it? Oh, it was a disco night. How were the DJs? They were really good. They played disco. Okay, well, that's yeah. pretty obvious. <laughs> you know. So. But when you're a wedding DJ and you're doing corporate events, you don't right. have that luxury. You have a room full of people that you have to immediately and quickly assess. And I yeah. think that skill level only gains more quality as you do it longer. For sure. So I think somebody like Howie, Brian, myself, John, you, Eric, we're in a position. I think he called me old. Well, I'm just saying, you know, and Bill <laughs> and, and everyone that's really in the chill room. Everybody in here is. in a position yeah. where. We're veterans. Know, you get to go out and do the events. I've done three bar mitzvahs in the last four years. I've really enjoyed them because it's so an audience that it's that challenge of they take one look at me and go, oh, what happened to that other DJ? And I'm there and I kill it. 
And I get to walk away and go, cool, I expanded my base of operations. They had a good time, and then the family calls you back. But it's not an event that I'm advertising for. Any more than the quinceanera I did a few weeks ago. I probably asked JC along with 20 other DJs, so what's this secret dance thing? And what, what am I doing with the court? And how do I do the intro? But I don't want to ever pigeonhole myself that I'm only capable of doing this. For sure. Think, what, what you're essentially saying in a roundabout way is don't try to be everything to everyone. Just know who you're targeting. Well, I think it'd be complete them. Right. Yeah. But be comfortable. Like if you want to go out on the net, like what I love about Twitch is I'm never going to go out and play that much freestyle or old school funk or this and that. But Twitch allows me to take the challenge of mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. It's Jimmy Spin's birthday. Play what Jimmy Spin would like. OK, yeah. Yeah. it's not music I'm a big fan of. But if you're going to do something, damn it, do it well or at least. Attempt yeah. It. Kind of going back to what, how we was initially trying to ask about, which was, you know, okay, I'm on the verge here. What do I do? I've got some health things. I've got some some things that are going on with me that's making me making it difficult for me to load in and load out by myself. Yep. Carry this stuff. Maybe I should retire. What I'm hearing here, and he hasn't essentially said it, was talk me out of it. <laughs> so th- this is. <laughs> is that what you're saying, Howie? <laughs> I mean, did I do okay with that? <laughs> I think you nailed it. And, you know, the doctor confirmed it. So, talk doctor. me out of retiring is, yeah. is what Howie's asking tonight. So, well, I don't want to die in three years, you know. So, I'm going to well, listen to the doctor, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> live, live your life, man. I mean, do you enjoy doing events? Uh, yeah okay well stop right there you need to keep doing events you just got to figure out how to do them now rolling the gear in and out is the least important part of the event so no one wants to play and making it work you can always have someone someone to do that stuff do you think the rolling stones are hauling their own crap it was the original (laughs) premise of this is like are are you guys having trouble getting help yeah we kind of worked around a different topic i know yeah i I think if you find someone in your area howie if you were to go to a school that had a music program and start some sort of a mentorship with the school and say i'm doing these events i'd love to get an intern to help me load the gear and then Mm -hmm. teach them something that they could do for the rest of their lives and be profitable at I think you'd have a line of kids that might be interested in being that assistant. I, I I would hope so, but I think what I'll probably have to do, which I can, I'm still able to do, is I've done this on several occasions where I'll hire somebody to help me load in and set up. And I then, think, yeah, here I you go. Here's a hundred bucks. You go home, yeah. and then I can tough it out. That way, I'm fresh for the event. Exactly. You're not exhausted. You're not tired. Then I do the loadout. You're sharp. And a tip I picked up from Brian is load the vehicle the day before, have that rest, and then, you know, pay the guy a hundred bucks. Hey, hundred bucks, hour or two worth of work, and see you later. And I found it. I can load the gear back up and then just come home and sit in the recliner and go. Yep. Well, you got to stand for six hours too. Yeah. And and I can, I can tell you from experience being disabled myself, 
Mm-hmm. The worst for me is bending over and picking up all of my par cans at the end of the night. Your like, back is like, oh, I, I, I and it, this is this is a relatively new thing. I could mm-hmm. do it now, but after six hours on my feet, especially if I'm on some kind of yeah. plywood stage or some crap like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, and, and what I try to do, what I've done before, when I just literally cannot do it. I try to find little kids. Hey, you want to play a game? Sure. Hey, grab these lights and put them in this case. <laughs> just How fast can you do it? I can. Because I'm just in pain trying to do this. So <laughs> I, I think it's it's almost difficult to find help sometimes. And, and I think the uh, the old school thought was find someone who's interested in music and DJing and all that. No, I don't think you should find that person. Find somebody who's working as a stock boy. Mm-hmm. At, at the grocery store who's making nothing an hour. yeah you know but but they've been there for 10 years they're like 30 and there's they're not going anywhere hey you want to make yourself 200 bucks on a saturday and then they is rob you blind the next day when you're asleep forget that kid too <laughs> no that's what you need don't find anybody who wants to dj because when you find somebody who's interested in djing you're not going to keep them because they're going to go off and do their own thing exactly yeah. find somebody who's young enough to carry the stuff but not as interested in music and can plug crap in like a stereo installer or something. That's the guy you want. Mm-hmm. Well, how about <laughs> That's you, just what I think. Bill and John, are, are you still lugging the big speakers? Well, or do you get help? I did this crazy thing, you know, because everybody said, oh, go with the column array speakers. They'll really lighten your load and speed up your setup. Um, ever since switching to the you know the current setup I have, I went from a one cart load in to a two cart load in. It it takes me a little longer to get everything done. Um, yep. And wow. you know, but that's because I'm crazy meticulous, and you know I, I I do things a certain way, and I you know if I were to have a helper, I would be spending more time in the first month <clears throat> doing it for them. In, in hopes of showing them how to do it, mm-hmm. then I would relaxing and letting them do the work. It's exhausting but, to direct. That yes, it is. It is. And, 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 you know, so in that regard, but at the same time, to the subject of considering even walking away, um, I used to say that when I'm old enough to DJ the wedding of the kids for somebody that I went to school with, I'm done. Well, I did that wedding over 10 years ago. So, um, move the bar a little further. I, I, yeah, I, I can't be done. Um, Not done yet. But it was the source of senile awesome to remember that quote. Yeah. But, uh, you did the wedding, the baby shower. Right. All right. When I did married for the people that were kids of the people <laughs> that yeah. I knew when I was in school, then I'm done. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I think. In some ways, you you don't have to walk away. You just do less, as long as you're comfortable with it. Right. Do fewer events, and and make it qual make it quality over quantity. Right. You know? But right. I also used to say, like Brian said, the the stock boy or the retail worker. I've always felt that good retail workers make good DJ helpers and potentially future DJs. 
I also have always believed that good restaurant servers make good DJs. There was a time over the last 10 or so years pre-COVID where they were making more money on a Saturday, Friday or Saturday night than I could pay them though. And so that became a hard area to recruit from. Right. Right now, they're like, I don't want to work in a restaurant anymore. <laughs> you know? Get me out of here. <laughs> and so Give me a reason. I, I actually had a guy that I talked to a long time ago about working reach out to me and said, hey, I'm starting to do event production stuff in college. And I was like, why are you in college? He goes, I went back to school because COVID. Oh, okay. But, and now he's like, if you ever need a roadie, ever need a helper, I'm there for you. Here's the, here's, here's the weirdo part with the whole thing. And, and this is just the kind of stuff that I, unfortunately, I've, I've, I've learned from experience. So you find the guy to help you. And let's say it all looks good and everything else. You're still relying on another human being for your livelihood. They have to be there. If they call in sick, now what? You got to have a backup plan, which is why I decided that it was a good idea to start thinking about if I had to, how would I do it? Right. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. So with a gun to my head, okay, this is what we have to do. There's no one available. It's all you. What do you do? Would you do it without lights? Would you do it with one speaker? Would you? How would you do it? And you take that and you walk through every little step of it. Because mm-hmm. you, you don't miss a step here. Because you think all is well and you get somewhere and there's stairs. Now what? Yeah. Because everything relied on you rolling it in. <clears throat> but now you got stairs. So there's a problem. Winding cables, plugging things in, packing things up. Loading it up, getting it back into your house, the troubleshoot, all of this stuff, man. It's it, it's all part of the equation. As a DJ, he's been on the road for a long time. As a sound guy, you know this. You know this stuff happens. It, I, it, I think it, the mental aspect is more than we give it credit. While Brian was just talking, I realized I did five years, five very successful years of my business busier than I am now with a 1996 Chrysler Sebring convertible. <laughs> and that's 70, 75 events a year. Yeah. And not one of those events complained that I didn't bring enough of anything. I decided that I wanted the convertible so badly <laughs> that I would make the lighting, the speakers, the backup, the cables, the suit, Everything had to work, and it meant that every gig, I had to put the top down and load the car, put the top up, get to the gig, put the top down, unload, load it, get, get home, and unload it. Every gig, I used a, a Chrysler Sebring convertible. But and that I was made, before he was carrying around 400 pounds of extra cables. But that's the yeah. thing. Like, yeah, the I, so I think there's that aspect of... You, you know, you wake up tomorrow, Howie, and go, you know what? I agree with everything. The doctor's right. I got to keep going. Okay, step one, what gear do I need? What gear do I have? How do I first approach this? Because Brian's right. If you have an assistant and they blow you off, now you what? have to be capable. Take yep. every little bit. and bit. Like, you guys may laugh at this. I don't know. I wear Doc Martens to every event. I have since I started. I'm one of the few people my age as a DJ I know that you'll never hear me say, oh, my back, oh, my legs. I am 
whether it's mental, placebo, or physical, I am convinced something is like wearing Doc Martin airsoft <laughs> shoes has gotten me through every single gig. I'm full grace. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, you know what, Brian? I mean, I'm getting There's out of the hour in the Twelve hours, ten hours, eleven hours later. No, I know you do. First what? time I sit. And I'm not sitting down going, oh, my God, I can't get back up. I mean, yeah. I understand with age, things change, but it's just any little tiny thing. The right shoes are important. Yeah, absolutely. something, you know, yeah. for sure. And, you know, that's that's another topic. Yeah. Serious topic. Yeah. Well, and the other would be, you know, to have more than one helper, Holly. I wear yeah. I wear black uh, New Balance sneakers. I, you know, that's. Yeah, I've gone to black, all black Nike running shoes. I, yep. I do too. All a cushion, you know. All black. Yep. What what I what I have to learn to do is retire these things before they're no longer doing their job. Because right now they're old. I got to get new ones. I need new insoles. I need new shoes. I need laces. I need these like special things in my condition. But mm. yeah, you got you got to know when to go ahead and retire them suckers. As much as it hurts to spend the money, you got to spend the money sometimes. Yeah. Not for years. I'm at right now. You know, nice shiny tuck shoes. What a fool! Yeah. <laughs> I get done in my feet and be all. Oh, look at your damn feet. Yeah, that's well, that's thing. what I, I mean, determined. I'm like, I'm behind. Martin's are shoes, not sneakers. So there's there's the argument of, okay, it's not a shoe shoe, but it's not. I mean, I'll be honest. Today, I don't think anyone cares if you wear sneakers. Right. You know, those big high flutes DJs are wearing black and you know, easy. Nobody's going to notice. No, right? and I'll be honest. Okay. I have two pairs of them. And they're the most comfortable shoes I've ever put on. But I don't wear them because I really? want to resell them. But, you know, if you've got the money, go spend $400 and get, yeah, Yeezys. They're insanely, insanely comfortable. Like, that's huh. why they're so expensive. All but, right. again, it's I think the gear is the main thing. Take a lead from Brian. I mean, you've got a laptop. You use virtual, right? I'm a Serato guy. Serato. You could get away with a small SB about this big controller mm -hmm. that could feed any set of speakers you have, put a little facade around the table. Nobody cares what size the gear is. I mean, there's, there's yeah. definitely ways in the technology of today. You know, I think I told you guys, we're showing gear at DJ Expo running on an iPad with zero latency. And it's running a $30 program, $40 program, the algorithm DJ Pro. And it's so far we've tested it. It's been flawless. It's on an iPad. So there goes the the weight of an, a laptop versus an iPad. I think there's there's ways to to critically rethink your gear. When it comes to the equipment, though, uh, the best analogy that I can think of for this it's hot rodding. You think about what hot rodders do. They take a stock car, they strip it down to its bare essentials, they make it run as fast and 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 and, yeah. and well as it can. But they got to get the weight down, so yeah. they get rid of all the BS. They pull the carpet out. They take the, take the freaking um, uh, rust proofing off of it. You know the undercoating because that weighs twenty pounds or whatever. And sure. they do lightweight rims, and they do you know, they do all these things, but they still want the speed. You know, so you keep that in mind. I want the speed, but I need to take the weight down. It's hot riding is what you're doing with your DJ system. So okay, I need a lighter speaker, but I need a a better one. And I need a lighter mixing board, but I need a more, you know, potent one. I mean, that's how I did it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just throwing that out there. That's, that's yeah. the mindset on it anyway.
trimming the fat, basically. You know? Yeah. What, yeah. Do you not? Okay, I have six lights. Do I need six lights? Maybe I give it with four. Would anybody say a word if I brought four? How about three? Is three okay? How about the three really good lights? Well, Maybe three really good lights would work. I had always had the uh, mindset that, hey, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. <laughs> and at this point, you know, sure. like, I mean, I would, I would uplight the whole entire room. Mm. Uh, you know, that, it's like, all right, do I need to do that? I don't think so. I think Hot rod it. I can, I can do the sweetheart table, the DJ booth, some lights on the dance floor. Boom. Like Daft Punk said, harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, you do half the lights with a diffuser on each light, so you're spreading more beam on the wall. Yeah. Now you're yep. getting this effect for half yeah. the lights, so you've cut the weight. Yep. The one thing no right. one's brought up, Howie, and I, I don't want to take your business away from you, but yeah. what about the, the reality of contacting a multi-op and saying, here's my conditions, but I'm available. The conditions are, if you give me a gig where there's gear there already, and I can just show up and DJ and then leave and you take care of the gear end of it, I'm available. You yeah. can be doing two gigs a week no. at a certain cost and not having to touch a piece of gear ever and still be a DJ mm -hmm. and still make money. It's very interesting that you say that because this very week I was contacted by someone in Hunterton County. They want only Hunterton County. So you had to be a New Jersey resident. And so I was like, well, okay, um, what does this entail? Um, you know, what's the pay? Um, are you going to have roadies go and set this up? And I just go in and they went, oh, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll do all the business part of it and just feed you gigs and you got to go. And I'm like, eh, I'm out. You know, well, like you're pick your price, make it worth your while. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't go over seven fifty, and I'm oh, like, it, I was like, oh, forget it. You Does know? anybody remember what I was doing in November when I went to Welcome to Rockville in Florida? Yes. Okay, yeah. I was. I, I'm going in there tomorrow morning. Tomorrow. I, I, yeah. yeah, I told Howie. I haven't told anybody else, but they've called me back. So awesome. I'm going to be in in the shop working on the trailer uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do or where it's going to go. So I don't know if I'm going to go back on the road or if I'm just in as a consultant. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because, man, I don't touch gear when I'm there. Yeah, I nice. direct people. Okay, mm -hmm. this goes here, this goes here, this goes there. Yep, plug that into there. Oh, hell yeah, you can easy chain those. Go right ahead, run it over there. I don't touch anything because they know my situation, but they respect my talent and my oh. art. And not only as a tech, but as a performer. So... You know, you, you can absolutely do this with help. Um, I'm going to be doing, and you know, that you guys are, you know, a lot of you were concerned that I was going out there for like these four, you know, days that I'm just, you know, doing 12 hour days and beating my brains out. No, I didn't touch any equipment. I didn't do any setup or breakdown either one of those times. The only thing I took down was the computer because, you know, I'm going to control that, but I didn't touch a speaker, a table, a mixer, a, nothing. Not a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it happens. Paid well, you're going to have to do something. I mean, you're going to have to work 12 hours without touching gear, but get paid really well. That's the price to pay, too. I got paid very well. Yeah, I got paid very well, and I didn't touch any equipment. Here you go. Do this. We'll pay you this. Uh, okay. 
Like, no, they had roadies there for that. I mean, they had right. four people on duty for that. No, no, no. I know. I'm saying yeah. you did the right thing for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people were like, can Brian go 12 hours? I'm like, at the money he's making, I hope so. Oh, yeah. He's, he's doing. Oh, right. I knew I could. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, after a 12 hour day or whatever it was, I, they weren't really 12. I think they were more like, well, it was a collectively 12 hours, but I was on stage for 10 of those hours. Right. Yeah. I mean, of course, my back playing music of course, I'm time. tired. Playing music well, for 10 hours? M- most days there were, there were some days where I did not, there were days that I did, uh, but I was present, you know, I was right. there. It's not like I, I went somewhere else. I didn't take an hour lunch yeah. or anything like that. I was there, um, you know, for whatever they might need me for, because I was teching as well. And again, the tech job wasn't me yeah. doing hands on anything. It was consulting. It's a tech consultant job because I knew stuff they didn't know. They had guys who could plug things in and carry things, but they didn't have guys who knew how to do the things that I knew how to do. I mean, so well, you can contact all these multi-ops and go in for a price and train them on lighting and train them on DMX and charge an hourly, charge a weekly, charge a flat rate. Mm -hmm. And some of these places are going to say, you know what, it's worth three grand to get Howie in here, straighten us out. And then you look at what you make a gig and go, okay, Mm -hmm. this is the equivalent of me doing four weddings this month, but I get to work three days this week. Mm -hmm. I'm just a fan of, at the end of the day, what are you willing to do versus what are you willing to make? So I hear yeah. I won't work for less than two grand. It's like, okay, I'll work for three grand, but I'll do it over three days if I guarantee three grand. You know who I'm sure thinking about right now, though? I, did, does anybody here know Dylan Strauss? Strauss yeah. Entertainment. I know Dylan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dylan's wheelchair bound. Yeah. yeah. He's still he working. has severe cerebral palsy. Yes. He has an event company. Yeah. Not only is he a DJ, but he has an event company. He's making dough. He drives a beautiful truck or someone drives him around in a beautiful truck that he owns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not touching any equipment unless he's DJing. Oh, unless he's working a controller. And and then he's doing it with the way he can do it. He's figured it out. It's all about workarounds, man. Yeah, no, there's examples of what you want to do, Howie. I think ultimately that it exists. I don't think your your career's over by any stretch. I think no, it's only your, your level of comfort. Yeah, I'll be in it um in one capacity or another whether it's tutoring or, you know, uh, yeah. you know, these shows. You better not quit. Yeah. I've got gigs lined up for you. <laughs> and you, yeah. yeah. I need you next winter. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and that, see, that's what excites me. Like this beret thing that's coming up and the, the events I've done with you, like that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's recreational. <laughs> it's it's yeah. fun stuff. But but when I get uh, like, hey, you want to do this high school dance? Oh, hell no. no. <laughs> right. For 400 bucks. Yeah. I mean, we'll I, speak slower yeah. and louder at Beret if that's helpful. Hmm. I don't know if that's something that, we, you know. <laughs> a lot of you don't. Well, some of you know it. Some of you don't. But my big sister in phoenix yep my my sister is amazing by the way i love my sister she's she's awesome she's mom too is what i call her because she's quite a bit older than i am Mm -hmm. she is well she has a very uh important job that only she can do she goes in every day she does about 60 hours a week 
And she, she drives herself to work every day, drives herself home. She's built a beautiful home overlooking the city of Phoenix. It's it's right over that that whatever the dome is there, the sport dome thing. I mean, right. it's like beeline down the down her street. You can see it. She's way up in the mountains. She's got acre of land. It's like a resort when I go to her house. It's awesome to go to my sister's house. It's like I don't need to go to Club Med. I go to Cindy's house. It's that cool. Wow. Cindy's worse off than I am physically. Cindy was in a severe boating accident about four months after my stroke. Broken neck, back in two places. She was in a coma for three weeks. Had a stroke while she was in the coma. Mm-hmm. Her, she she speaks very slow and soft. She moves very slow. If she's on the ground, she's a turtle. She can't get up. She's got to get help to get up. She can't do her hair. She can't dress herself. Yeah, she's like a turtle. She hear this. Oh, yeah. No, she can hear it. No. Okay. Cindy's like me, but more of a badass. So she can take it. Cindy and I go back and forth. No, Cindy is a super badass. I my she's my hero. She's awesome. But, All right. But Cindy has said about disability to me. So she's an alligator. That <laughs> that uh, it'd be very easy, very easy to give up. She understands. In fact, she doesn't even like belittle anybody for doing it. So if you're in a situation where it's hard, mm-hmm. I understand if you don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. She chooses not to because that's not who she is. But she's understood. You know, she, she's she's not berating anybody or looking down on anybody who just mm-hmm. can't do it anymore. But that's not who she is. She wants to keep doing it. She wants to, I don't know, probably build another freaking mansion or something in a couple of years. That's just who she is. She's motivated that way. <laughs> it sounds good. Your life when the when the cameras shut off and the phone goes down and the internet's not running. You've got to live with your decisions and you've got to be comfortable with what you do based only on what you think. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm never going to tell anyone, and I kind of hate that about our industry. Everyone tells everyone how to run their business. Oh, boy. You know what? You have an idea sharing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, you know, I mean, Eric, I'm kidding aside. I don't even go there. No, I don't. It comes down to that. Like, how much did you charge? A thousand. You didn't charge enough. Dude, you're not me. You're not in my shoes. You're not in my market. You're not doing the gig. Right. I can't tell you how many people t- say that to me. I'm like, look, it. I'm okay with what I'm charging. I'm fine with it. Could yeah, I get more? Maybe. Not, but you know what? I, but, I, I really tend to doubt lawyers ever sit around and go, how much an hour are you charging? 350 Oh, my God. Right. They don't have the time. They're professionals. Yeah. They do what they do. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is we're so judgmental about everyone else's rig, everyone else's lighting. Oh, do you believe he uses that facade? Oh, my God. Look at his, look at the cable management. But you can't even post a photo on Facebook or Instagram without somebody yeah. tearing it apart. Like, oh, my right. God, Howie, that's all you're using? I, I learned this 20 years ago when I heard, you don't, you don't use a sub? I'm like, no, I use two 15-inch powered speakers turned to 10. And I've never had anyone say they didn't sound good or not loud enough. Right, so right. Problem. Well, in my market, I'm not in your market. I'm driving a convertible. What? You don't have an Astro van? No. I wanted the convertible more than I wanted the Astro van. And I had to pay a price for it. But guess what? That's I, it. I made that's the it. payments on the car, and I made the payments on the price I paid. And that's just the way it for goes. Sure. Like, get over it. So, right. I mean, it's, it's going to come down to you're going to f- figure out the waters you're in now and go, okay, guess what? This, you know, the Evolve 12s are great speakers. The bass is a little heavy. So maybe it's time to look at the Evolve 30s. You talk to Mike Doucette, 
You tell them, you say something, you do this, you do that, you sell one piece of gear, you trade some knowledge, boom, now you're using a smaller system. Then boom, now you're using a smaller controller. Oh, but the 30Ms aren't good for over 100 people. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. Ask my 250 people a couple weeks ago at the Quinceanera how the two Evolve 12 sounded. Yeah, the yeah. 50s. Right. Yeah, 250 50s, people. Yeah. Oh, sure. Evolve 12s. Evolve well, 50s, bro. Evolve 50s. Yeah. With a 12-inch bottom. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Before we wrap this up, guys, um, <laughs> I don't know when uh, this is going to be posted. You'll probably be retired by then. <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought, it won't even matter. Hey, you know, if it, if it goes up in two weeks, uh, because the the uh, virtual training is next week. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that we, as a collective group here, except Eric won't be able to make it this time, but everybody else in this panel, we're going to be at Beret in Atlantic City during Expo. And they see we are having, we're having a chill night on Tuesday the 9th. And it'll go from... Uh, Probably seven thirty-eight until midnight, and that's nice. it. Nice. So, I'm gonna miss you guys. Get down there. Be sure to stop in and see us. I will yeah. not be doing shots stop of tequila. In, stop in and see us. So, <laughs> I will not be drinking a pina colada on the beach. I mean, going on record now. I will be. I will yeah. be. My will management be. has told me no tequila at beret this year. I've no already tequila. Had a meeting. No. No. You were on time last year. No, no, you weren't. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> at least not 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 six fingers of tequila. At least no. They want yeah. to go a little soft. They want this. Sure, Howie. Thanks. This looks like a glass of Sprite. You're like Jesus. Yeah. This is tequila. Yeah, right. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> What's that in the bottom? <laughs> it's not a maggot. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Thank you all for helping out tonight. And as always, if you have a topic you would like us to cover. Leave it in the comment section whenever this goes up in a week or two. And we will be happy to uh, oblige you on that. Get off track. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you all very much. Bye.